Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome to part nine of Video Games Cover to Cover's continuing coverage of The Witcher 3. So, I don't know if we're going to get to this, but I just want to say for the record, I have gotten to Yennefer, and my life has improved so much because of that. But I am rewinding a ton, probably to next episode, so I'll start off the bat with... So we talked to Doodoo. Uh, you know what? I just want to give everybody the chance to appreciate the fact that you didn't immediately break down laughing this time, so good job. You're doing better. Well, I, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. Or were you getting comments or something about people and, and my doo-doo? <laughs> well, not my doo-doo, but like doo-doo in general. I'd like to point out that you are the person who laughed first, so... Okay, but my doo-doo... Any angry comment should be directed at Mr. Nelson007. You can find him on Twitter. That's true. You can. So. I post there probably a lot more than I should. And I don't post nearly enough as much as I should. I don't know if you got this bit of the conversation from him or not, but apparently the people that they turn into, they like actually become them they take on their personality traits their feelings everything apparently okay, no i didn't i definitely didn't have that particular conversation because no i didn't know that and that's pretty wild because i specifically said to do to him <laughs> damn it <laughs> i specifically said to him hey how'd you like being menge and his exact response was, I absolutely hated it. It was terrible. Within, like, the first hour, I immediately started hating every other race in existence. Within the second hour, I had the, I felt like a compulsive need to burn someone. And about at hour three, I started becoming paranoid about Doppler conspiracies. Oh, and I was like, yo, dude. Wow, that's... What? I mean, that all sound, that all checks out for Menge, but wow. Yeah, I had no idea about any of that. That's So that kind of puts Dopplers in, like, a whole new... And, and the thing is, like, I actually... And I don't know if you ever ran into this or not, but there was a, a mission where you had to track down a Doppler. Yes, yes, the... the uh, the imp or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Well, at one point near the very end of that mission, he turns into Geralt. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you beat him up, for me, I, I started to say something about how, yo, if you ever come back here, like, I'm not going to kill you, but if you ever come back here, you're definitely, like, I can't guarantee going to, They will probably kill you. Like, yes. I don't really know what to tell you. And he kind of interrupted me in that sentence. And then goes, I was you f in the in the one minute that I was you, I got a pretty good understanding of the type of man you are. And that was after I had the conversation with Dudu. So for me, that all clicked like, got it. So he was like legit Geralt for a bit. Wow. Yeah. I having not had that conversation with Dudu, I didn't understand what was what he was talking about there. And. 
that makes a lot more sense now. That's really fascinating that it actually makes me wonder, like, how do Dopplers maintain their sense of self at that point if they really are basically becoming who they turn into? Exactly. And see, that's the thing, because he... The form that they're in, the dwarf with hair, is that their true form? Or is that just the first person that they ever became? Because I would assume that they generally look maybe like a monster. I I don't know. But then, does that just mean that they have the personality of the first person they ever became? So they're not truly themselves to begin with. I mean, does that mean, if you take that a step further... Do they even really have a self at all? If they're just being the first person they turned into, what is a true Doppler at that point? Is it just a blank slate? Exactly. It's kind of like a ditto from Pokemon. Yeah. And it's the only move it knows is transform. That 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 was... When he said that, it, I kind of s- took a step back for a second and thought, and really tried to process what that actually meant as far as like their being and everything, because yeah. I totally get why people would not like Dopplers then. I, I do too, but at the same time, it makes me feel way worse for Dopplers. Like I feel super bad for them. Yes, but you you have to then think that if they because they apparently also have like their memories and everything. Like they become them. Which fundamentally, I don't understand how that would even work. On the brain I mean, at that point, cellular you're basically level. like a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. It's just, it, it, it was crazy, and it was just such a throwaway thing. It was just something where I just walked up to him in Dandelion's tavern, not yet cabaret, and he mentioned this to me, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that is genuinely, like, I'm literally sitting over here thinking through this now. Like, you've already, we're barely, like, five minutes into this episode, and you've already blown my mind. (laughs) Well, because you got to think that it's just all the physiological questions that that, that that brings up. I mean, I understand this is a video game and magic world and everything like that, but in the confines of this world, that is a thing, and... I can totally see why people would be mega afraid of Dopplers at the very least. And, and like, at, at that point, I can understand why Menge would be concerned about a Doppler conspiracy, because I feel like everybody basically would be, if that was really how they were. Yeah, exactly, because they can essentially just take the place of anyone. Yeah, and, and, and like... like and, it, and it's not like you would know. Right. Because if they have memories, and they have feelings, and they they're like, I know I love this person... It's not, you're not going to ever walk up in a situation, like you think of a spy in all these types of movies, and then they walk up to someone, and then the quintessential, I know you're a spy because this is the thing that person wouldn't do. Yeah, they're like, they would be like perfect spies. They're like the ultimate spies. Except for the fact that maybe their loyalties would change when they changed. Wow. The, the, that, that, that's crazy, because it, it, seems like, it seems like they keep some of their self. For a period of time, but from the sounds of it, the longer they're a different person, the more they become like that person. And he basically said, I I could not get out of Menge fast enough. Yeah. Wow. 
He was like, I was already terrified that they were going to figure it out because of the scar and everything. But then I immediately just started suddenly hating everyone, including myself, wanting to burn people alive, and then immediately assuming there's some giant conspiracy. And I'm like, well, A, that puts you in the mind of Menge, which we already kind of knew, but if these are overwhelming feelings that the Doppler immediately feels, that tells you what kind of person Menge was. Yeah, seriously. And I do want to go ahead and... I I don't know if we ever circle back to this or not, but Menge was not one of the the four. Correct. Yeah. It was it was Horson, it was Dijkstra, and... Um, Reaver. Uh, Reaver. And King of the Beggars, or no, Cleaver, Cleaver. and King right. of the Beggars, Sorry, yes, and it was King of the Beggars is the guy that, you kept thinking was Menge. That I exactly, and that's because when you first get into the city, one of the first things you do is meet him, and so he looked so much like Menge that I just attributed. Of course, I've seen so many witch hunters now that basically look like a cookie cutter Menge. That also their outfit is so weird. It's so like they have that those like. Like, the, the way their face helmet is, is so strange. That, and it's random, because not all of them have that. Some of them do, like, the, it seems like the the big guy like captain guys ones. do. Yeah. But then the standard people are just wearing regular, like, red, not red, but they're just wearing, like, dusters and stuff. So I'm really having a hard time figuring them out. And the other thing is, if Menge's dead, who was the leader... Why are they even still a thing? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Menge was under the church, so I don't think they'd be going anywhere as long as the Church of the Eternal Fire is still doing stuff. And they have a real big temple there. I don't know if you ever made it over there, but... I didn't. I didn't until way later. Um, I just happened to be going and clearing out some question marks. And, oh, no, I was looking. I was doing a hunt for some of the Witcher gear that got me over there. But, yeah... You're you're actually over there briefly in the bit where Siri and Dandelion are escaping when you're playing as her. Oh, really? But like, I you don't really have any context for it, and I didn't realize that until I went back there as Geralt. Okay. But yeah, like there's the big temple of the Eternal Fire where like there is a flame that is burning indefinitely and stuff. I don't Did know you if try it's like, to put it out with telekinesis because I would have. It it wouldn't let you. <laughs> Probably would have made everybody in the temple immediately angry, too. Yeah, well, all you have to do is run away. Yeah, I know. I've noticed... So one of the problems that I do have with the game, when I'm running along, I am playing on computer, but I am using a console controller. If I'm running through a town, a lot of times what will happen is I will go in a wrong direction or something, or I'm trying to get around a person. And then I'll come up on a lootable box. It doesn't count it as a new button press. So when I walk up, it automatically opens it, the thing, as if I had pressed the button because I'm holding A down to run. And as soon as I release a it immediately steals what's ever in there i wonder if that's like an option or a thing that they set up for like mouse control that is just being carried over because it's pc because i don't remember that ever happening to me at all when well, next time you're running through a town 
come up a preferably right next to a guard because that's the only time it ever happens to me. Oh, well, of course. There are so many times where I walk up and I'm like, oh, hey, look, fast travel. A, and now all the guards are mad because uh-huh. I've stolen everything. And now I have to run out of the town. And it won't let you fast travel because you've got people on you. Wait for them to stop chasing me. Then go back in and repeat. <laughs> no, I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. But it makes me think that it's something about either an option you have set or that it's a PC version thing, because I really feel like I would have remembered that, and I definitely don't. Because I go around stealing everything, but typically not in the middle of town, in the middle of the day. If it's nighttime and I don't notice a guard, I'm going to steal everything in sight. Well, yeah. I actually had done really well about that, and then uh, only recently, in the last couple times I played, did I accidentally start making guards angry at me and getting... The crap kicked out of me, even at the level I'm at. You can't beat up the guards? Well, these particular guards were like level 40, so no, I didn't beat them up. Where are you? Um, I it was completely by accident, too, because I I was fighting this guy, or I, I ran into a guy for a quest, and then you, you start fighting him. And there were two guards standing right next to him, and I accidentally thought they were part of his retinue. <laughs> and so I hit them, and then they immediately just went completely aggro and just annihilated me because they were such a high level, like one hit. <laughs> I was absolutely just completely un- unprepared for that. Have you done the Hattori miss- mission? Is that the, sw- the swordsmith guy? One of them, yes. The elf? Yes, him. Okay, yes. So, that's one of the... The mission was... It was just kind of one of those bare-bones side missions. Yeah, I mean, it was... uh, The only real importance of it is he's one of the Grand Masters, so you need him eventually. Exactly. But it was kind of fun when I did it, and it's, it's... When you ran up on those guys, what price did you get for his goods or for his swords and stuff. That's a detailed uh, or a question that for whatever reason, I just, I guess I wasn't expecting. Cause now I'm sitting here like, so the first thing they do is they ask you for 50%. Right. And the very first option, which was a time decision was Geralt saying 25. They immediately come back and say 35 and you're about done. And they go, we're not doing a penny less. J- just forget about it. You know, we'll we'll walk away. Me, being Geralt, was like, yo, I don't care, bro. Walk out of here. I was just interested if you were accepting of the 35 or not, because if they, if when they start to walk away, Hattori starts to speak up and my Geralt, you have another time decision. I'm like, no, no, no. Just let them go. They get about maybe five or six steps ahead. And then come and back. And then they're like, oh, Witcher, you drive a hard bargain. 25 it is. <laughs> and then we shake on it and then immediately are attacked by Cleaver's men. Uh, because Cleaver was the, uh, he was the guy. It wasn't Cleaver himself, but somebody was working for Cleaver yeah. that had the embargo on all the swords. Uh we should have just been able to be like, hey, Cleaver, man, what's up? 
what is going on here? Deal with this. Well, me, you know... Because we're bros now. I was not bros with Cleaver, remember? I... I guess that's true, because you didn't do his side quest. That's fair. Cleaver, like, I figured everything out on my own, and Cleaver just kind of showed up. Okay. At the end, to clean up my scraps. Well, I should have been able to be like, hey, we're bros, deal with this. <laughs> but I will say, it was fun because then I got in another fight. Because he goes, listen, I'm going to need a bodyguard because I'm a huge weakling. Everyone wants to kill me now. I don't even want to do this anymore. I don't know why you convinced me in the first place. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, bro, I really just want that sword. Well, and also, like, I don't even really want to do this anymore. You were practically begging to get back to it, man. Don't even pretend. Yeah, exactly. You were, you were, you were happy with your dumplings, but you were like, oh, I keep these as relics because they were my best work and they're amazing. Dude, come on, Hattori Hanzo from... That's, every time you say that, that's all I can think of. Tori Hanzo steal. <laughs> and I know that's obviously a reference to that. And I'm just sitting there thinking, dude, you know you really wanted this. Yeah. Do not even. Don't even pretend. Yeah. So you, you, you hired this friend of his who hates him because... Friend? <laughs> because he didn't pay him. And I'm starting to think, wow, this elf is kind of a douche. Maybe there's a reason why you got like driven away out of this business. So glad I decided to help you. Anyway, this dude hates his brother-in-law, so wants you to either force him to pay you the money or go smash his mead that his <laughs> brother came in from Skellige. <laughs> yeah. Because his brother-in-law, who is a Skelligan, brought this mead back from Skellige. And was like, yo, you can sell this. We'll make a big profit. And then his brother-in-law was like, dude, you suck. I'm not giving you anything. Your mead's terrible. Everything's terrible. I hate you. <laughs> so in typical Skelligan fashion, the only two options are force him to give you the money in some way, shape, or form, but don't kill him or smash his mead. To which Gerald is like, isn't this a little childish? I... But I don't care. <laughs> he gets what coming to him. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, pirate, let's do this. So you go over to his boat. I didn't smash his mead because when I talked to him, there was the option of Jedi. My hey, man, you're giving him this money. Okay, well, I'm going to give this dude the money. I'm going to go right to the bank. I'm going to get a note and everything. We're going to be good to go, dude. Let's do this. I got to go talk. I, I got to go talk to Vivaldi. I love my brother. He is the best. <laughs> and so then you go back to him. He agrees to help you. But when the elf comes along, basically you all go to this dude's warehouse because you need to steal stuff. From him to actually make all the steel that now you have to sell because it's just this whole thing. Yeah. It's just like at some point it's like, man, I, I just really need this blacksmith and I'm not even sure this is worth it anymore. Why does this keep happening? Well, in the whole time I'm thinking this, I'm doing this instead of hanging out with Yennefer. 
<laughs> of course, yeah, she would be worried about that. Like, are you kidding me? I'm level 18 now. Why am I not traveling to Selga and seeing my bay? <laughs> but, so here I am in this dude's warehouse stealing all of his stuff. The brother-in-law shows up with the guy whose warehouse it is. <laughs> Me, the brother, and the brother-in-law are having a discourse back and forth. And then the dude who owns it basically says, Get this scraggly piece of dung out of here, this stupid skeleton. And the brother-in-law is like, Yo, dude. How dare you? That is my brother-in-law, and you are not going to talk to him that way. Only I can talk to him like that. And he goes, I don't care. Kill him. So we, all three, destroy him and all of his men. Well, I mean, as expected. And then, of course, his brother, the brother and brother-in-law are like, yeah, we're, but they're like clapping and everything, and they're all happy, and they're, they're like best of friends now. And I'm like, you know. I'm, I'm glad, glad I could bring you guys together. If anything, I don't care about this master at all, except better give me that sword. Also, I extremely care about him because I'm going to need those that blacksmithing later. But if anything, I got to bring these two together and their relationship is going to be perfectly fine and until the brother-in-law immediately decides to be a dick again and cut him out of whatever business transaction they're going to have. Which will be like the very next time. <laughs> so. And then he's going to hire somebody else to go break all of his meat. And it's just going to be a cycle forever. Did you run across the rock troll? Yes. That was I, protecting I, the boat. I've been waiting for you to find him for so long. Well, why don't you go ahead and... Oh uh, my god, yes. He was the guy I was thinking of all the time when I kept talking about how much I love the trolls in this game. So yeah, the, the quest starts, uh, actually, unlike the others, you don't get a you know notice about it or whatever. If you read it, it Geralt just hears like singing and has to go figure out what it is. And it's very clearly rock troll singing. Oh, absolutely. After meeting the other rock trolls, it was I was like, I'm that's going a, over this way. That's troll. I know what that is. Anyway, so you cross, you, you swim across the river or do whatever you need to do to get to the, the rock troll. It, it, surprise, it's a rock troll who has apparently been enlisted into the Redanian army. And he's like unbelievably excited about it. This is the best day of, of his life. He's so excited. Nothing in his life has ever, like his life culminated to this moment. Yes. Being in the Redanian army. He was so happy. And what he's singing is like, you know, his version of like the military songs they would sing for dinner and stuff. Like he's really into it. It's great. Um, And so the army he's in like this little forward outpost and, but it's like really reinforced, but like reinforced in an obviously crappy way, which immediately makes you think the troll did it. Yes. And you find out when they enlisted him, they gave him the job to guard the boats at this base. That's his, and mind you, he brings it up like 
a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Again, he's extremely excited about this. And it no mo- matter what you ask him, he brings up the boats and how he's here to guard them. As you look around, you realize there aren't any boats sitting around anymore. And it's because he turned the boats into the walls. That is his guarding. In order to protect the boats. He destroyed the boats and made them into walls. But he also wants you to paint. Yes, because he want, he's got to look like an army thing. He's, he wants paint. Did you paint it for him? I did. I didn't. I had him painted himself. Uh, How did yours look? Not very good, but I'm sure better than his. I don't think it didn't. It didn't look very good, but it looked like you could clearly tell what it was. Okay, then it's probably basically the same one. But Geralt was just sitting there like, you know, you're so excited about this. This is your adventure. I think this is a job for you. You can totally do it. And then Geralt just sits back and has like a relaxing time while this troll is sitting there painting this thing. This troll is one of my favorite like random characters in this game because he's just he's so happy. It's hard not to love him. Well, just like the other trolls who like were so happy. They just wanted shoes. Yeah. I said like, yeah, trolls in this game are like. I love them. They are just the best. Yeah. Except there also was a fight. And the troll did kind of mention that the food he was eating was... The soldiers. The leftovers from the fight. Yeah. um, Which is not to be clear is not to imply that the troll killed his own soldiers. He's just making use of them because they eat people. And when you mention that, I'm... Pretty sure he specifically says, let nothing go to waste. Yeah. So he's, you know, uh, conscious of the environment as well. But, like, that's that's their nature or whatever. But, like, again, like, he's just, the soldiers get to do their final, final thing for their country by feeding their fellow soldier. <laughs> oh, Andrew. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is terrible. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, but for real though, that, that troll is amazing, and I love him <laughs> to death. I think that'll. We're about to talk about the Priscilla quest, and I think that's the worst thing I've heard all day. <laughs> let's let's take a break for before we dive into the Priscilla quest. Why don't we do one of the other ones to like just give a little bit of a buffer here? What do you mean? There is no other ones. The uh, um, Zoltan. What about Zoltan? Zoltan had a quest. Oh, well, see, Andrew, for me, to quote somebody I once knew, that was forever ago for me. (laughs) It was for me, too, but I still remembered it existed. (laughs) Well, go ahead. So, So once you've done the saving of Dandelion, both Dandelion and Zoltan have quests for you. And at the very least, they both start off really positive, but... We'll go with Zoltan's first. Um, he's gotten into business to try to pay off uh, the King of the Beggars, I believe. He's gotten, he owes him some money. And his new business is Gwent. But, as he quickly corrects, not playing Gwent and gambling, he's in the business of selling Gwent cards. Because these three cards are the rarest cards, and people will pay big money for them. Because everybody in this universe is as obsessed with Gwent as Chris's version of Geralt is, and will do anything for Gwent cards. 
I fail to see how your version of Geralt is not any different. Uh, I'm into it. My Geralt plays a lot, but there is no comparison for as much as you talk about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Did, well, did you already beat the Gwent tournament? No. What? No. I'll continue. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but so anyway, you go on this hunt uh, to go find these legendary with this card dealer, basically, who's got allegedly got these cards and you get there and he's been murdered and people are looking through his house trying to find his cards because that is the level of there's a very healthy black market for Gwent cards. I guess we'll just leave it at that. Apparently. And so then you go on this quest to find the people that he had sold the cards to because he had already sold all three of them before he was killed. And you have to take it to Zoltan to translate this guy's notebook so you can figure out where these Gwent cards are. And it's around this time, I think, that I talked to Doodoo. When I... <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Man. I... You're right. It was around this time because I remember going back and forth for Zoltan and there's a stash in there and I've started. I don't sell my relics anymore, mostly because a lot of them I notice are all different and I just kind of like to hang on to them. So I put yeah, everything it's kind of like stash. I a lot of those games that have like a top tier thing, like I wind up I wound up keeping almost all of my exotics in destiny for similar reasons for some reason sometimes i'll get copies of relics yeah i don't know why it happens but sometimes i get duplicates that are like different levels i really don't know why but i'm not going to complain but when I, that happens i just sell the one that is worse yeah but no, anyway anyway so you go and you try to hunt these gwent cards down and you run around and go help these people who, like, one guy is actively being mugged and they're forcing him to play Gwent for his life because they want that card. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and so then you as Geralt can play Gwent for his life and then demand that he give you the card for, sa for saving his life. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, you're giving me that card. You don't. Did you not see what happened? I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> clearly, this card is bad news for you, and you should just get rid of it. Yeah, you should really just give it to me, because I can take care of myself. And I destroyed them. Yeah, because even after you beat them, they'd try to fight you anyway. Yeah. I would assume they would try to fight you even if you lost it, Gwent, but who's going to do that, right? Yeah, I I haven't lost at Gwent in a long time. I lost to a random person in Skellige at one point, but that's like the only time I can remember doing it recently. I will say I did lose a lot in the tournament, specifically the first round, but because you get a card for it, for it, it was one of the few times that I was like, reloading's worth it yeah because like this isn't something i'm gonna get to do again and i will say the tournament is hard it is That's part of why i put it off because i figured it would be like some of the hardest gwent i have never seen so many legendaries 
in a single deck in my life. And it's, you play this dude who's so hard to beat. So hard to beat. I think I eventually beat him on my, like, fifth try. And once I got to that, I was like, "Is this isn't even worth it. The quest continues anyway. Like, I'm just, if I lose this time, screw it. I'll just come back on a different playthrough. It doesn't even matter anymore. But I beat him. I got lucky. <laughs> I got super lucky. And I beat him because I had the single most amount of points that I've ever had in a Gwent game ever. And that was the only way to win. Because if I remember correctly, he had 160-something. I had 181. Even 160-something is like completely insane. I don't know that I've ever gotten that high ever. Let alone your score. consistently get that high. I, I mean, I always break 100, but I usually hit like 120, 130. Well, you got to change your strategy, uh, man. Clearly. It's decoys. Decoys, I've added them to my deck, and they are like the greatest thing in the history of everything, except for him, who uses a ton of decoys, too. Basically, anyway, I digress. We can get back to the tournament in a minute. I I do want to know why decoys are so good, but we can save that for later. We'll we'll save... I'll talk about the tournament immediately after this, and um, then... I'll go into decoys and the strategy there because okay. I'm a Gwent master now. It's true. I I will say I have not lost a single game since the tournament, and I've gotten some pretty crappy pulls. So anyway, um, so you go and you get these three cards back. One of them involves um, going... And visiting a quote-unquote old friend of Zoltan, another dwarf, who is, like, extremely angry at him because they got into an argument about fishing or something. And is also, like, an extremely weird dude. Yeah. Did you see all of the stuff he had upstairs? Yeah, so you get... I was getting to that, but yes. So you... The plan there is to show up with Zoltan and get him drunk and then slip off and go steal the card from him. And you do, and you go find his secret room upstairs. The guy's, like, creepily obsessed with the Empire. Mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of random relics. Including skulls of dead people. Yeah. And then randomly this Gwent card. What's well, a big deal, this Gwent card? I'm pretty sure it was one of the Empire ones. I think it was one of I the... Think em- it, I think it was the Empire leader. Yeah, I was saying, I think it was one of the Emperor. Em- bleh, the Emperor, yes. Which makes some sense why he would care about it at that point. But still, I was like... I still don't have that siege guy. I'm sorry. I don't need it. I clearly. Do you even <laughs> still use the Northern Empire? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, North I, is the best. I thought you were saying you were switching to the Empire. Nope. No, no, no. North all the way. They're, oh. The, the biggest thing is I need, the clear weather is like one of the single most powerful things because. It gives you a safety net against basically anything. Exactly. And it's also something that, because I don't even use weather 
anymore in my decks at all. Weather is useless. I don't use them. I don't use clear. The only things I have are decoy and horns. It was the only two things I put in my deck. Everything else is legendaries and filling out the rest with my most powerful other cards. And in this case, it's mostly siege stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm very, very much a siege guy. I will say, I did get the twist card. And I would like to point out that she does not have healing on hers. She's just a blanket seven. So, again... Yennefer greater than Triss. Confirmed. <laughs> uh, I still don't have the Triss card. Where did you get that? Lambert. Interesting. So after you get all these cards back... Lambert is one of the people... Lambert is one of the people that is in your list of um, old pals. Right. It, it, Lambert is your old pal quest. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, he's the, the guy who had that vendetta. Yes, he's the Vendetta dude. Yeah. And he he's the one that has the Triss card. Okay. I have the Geralt card too, but I can't remember where I got that. I don't have that one either. I can't remember who I got Geralt from. Oh, well, anyway. I just know that that means that there's cards. I mean, I know I still need like 30, I think, last time I looked at the Gwent book. Oh, I keep forgetting to check that. Um... There's exactly one at Care Morin, which makes me laugh every time. I look and at it's it. not the Geralt card. Yeah. Which I thought was strange. I did too, because that's where I figured it would be. Because I have Geralt, Yennefer, and Siri now. Yeah. And Triss, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but nobody cares about that one. She doesn't even have healing. Oh. Uh... She just replaced one of the random like dregs I had in my desk. <laughs> But she's not even as good as them because, again, she's a blanket seven with no other skills. So at least one of the other guys can become a 12. <laughs> so that's right. I'm probably going to take her out of my deck. Um. Anyway. Yeah, Triss just got demoted. She she's not even worth Gwent. Anyway, so once you get these cards back, you, you go with Zoltan to do his exchange to sell the cards. It's a trap by someone else that he was competing against to get the cards who hires a bunch of thugs to try to kill you and take the Gwent cards because that, again, is the level of competition there is in the Gwent market. <laughs> it's worth murdering over. Well, apparently. I mean, my Gwent has murdered tons of people who didn't give me their Gwent cards. <laughs> Uh, so once again, another example of Zoltan being extremely good at fighting, by the way. Yeah. Because you get surrounded by like 12 guys and he's like, don't worry about it. I've got this. Go deal with the guy who's trying to escape with my cards. And you do. And you come back and he got it and they're all dead. Here's the thing. Again, I didn't leave and I killed them. Yeah. And then went and got the card anyway, because, yeah. again, I'm going to loot all those bodies for stuff. Oh, I looted them. You can still loot them even after. What well, doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. But, like, but again, like, even if you leave him alone, he defeats all of them by himself. And I was like, good job, man. Well, they don't. Story level characters, I noticed, don't actually have a health bar. Yeah. Whereas some there there there's sometimes people will have a health bar in a fight. 
but the other person that's with you that's like a story level person won't and i'm like oh interesting yeah yeah story characters can't can't die during the story yeah but anyway so when you finish that zoltan gives you a choice and i'll ask even though i know i don't really need to how, what reward did you take? The cards. Yeah, you can either take the money or you can take the cards. Are you kidding me? It's a me? no-brainer. Of course I took the cards. Are you kidding me? Like, of course I took the cards. I always would take the cards. You know what? No. I'll tell you the reason why I reloaded on the tournament when I lost was specifically because the guy told me if I won at the very end, I'd not only get the money... But he would also give me his rare card. <laughs> so that told me, like, well, I'm going to use the power of Prince of Persia to... To get that card. To get that card. I play the 10-minute card deck, and I'm like, well, looks like the sands of time are rewinding again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, of course I took the cards. I don't even know why it was an option, because... Anyone is going to take those cards unless you're just somebody who just refuses to play Gwent, which we have at least one listener who does. <laughs> Hello, Sean. <laughs> what? Yeah, he he has mentioned to me that he's proudly never touched Gwent once, even in the beginning when you get the tutorial. But why? Does he just not like fun? He doesn't want to play Gwent. I don't know. Well, you know what? More power to you. I respect your decision to not play Gwent. More than anything, I respect your willpower to continue to not play Gwent as much as we've talked about it. I don't understand it, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. You do you. You got got to do what's right for you in your heart. I love Yennefer, and apparently everyone hates her, so you do you, man. So, yeah, the the tournament, I mean, it's basically just a Gwent tournament. I mean, that's really all it is. Yeah. Until it isn't. <laughs> okay. But on second thought, since you haven't done it yet, we can kind of wait until we get to, till you get to that point. But I can tell you there's a total of 10 people. Well, nine people. The buy-in is a thousand dollars. Nice. And you win a thousand. You win the money for everyone who bought in at the very end. So that's a lot of gold. You get 9,000 possibly. That's a lot of gold until you don't. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Great. <laughs> Thanks for that because now I'm just going to be sitting here thinking about that. Well, I, guess. I suggest going to the tournament, but here's here's the thing. Take all all of your weather effects, get rid of them. Clear weather, get rid of it. All of them, gone. Triss, get rid of it. <laughs> Not for any strategy reason, just because it's Triss. <laughs> I do two decoys, because that's all I have. And two horns. And then I do all of my specials. Because you need at least four. If I remember correctly. You may only need one, but I'm pretty sure you need at least four. Because he specials? mentions you, your um, oh the neutral cards, not neutral legendaries. Oh, you have to have multiple legendaries in order to. 
I mean, I've got way more than four legendaries at this point, so. In your single deck. Okay. Your, the, your, a single deck must have more than four. And I think it's the one that you have to end up using, although you can't switch, so all of mine at this point have four legendaries. Yeah. The only one that might not is the monster deck, just because I still feel like, I don't even know if I, my monster deck is legal yet. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I just haven't gotten that many monster cards when I get them from people. I, the disappointment I have in you is astounding because my monster deck has a ton of cards. But anyway, disappointments aside, I'm not surprised at all. You know, I guess we shouldn't spend too much time on Gwent since we know one person at least doesn't care about it. Um, what was I saying? I legitimately just forgot. Uh, you were telling me about your Gwent strategy. Oh, okay. How to construct your ultimate Grandmaster deck. All legendaries. Before you fill in anything that isn't legendaries. All spies. Every spy that you have. If you have a spy, put it in your deck. And then fill the rest out with random goobers. For me, because, <laughs> because of my siege stuff. Because I got a second of those eights. Oh, nice. Let me paint you a little picture. When you have two of those um, increased by one guys. Yeah. And a horn. And you put both of those eight out there. Each card is worth 36 points. In this combo that takes a total of five cards. You get 72 points. And here's what makes those decoys so powerful. So I have the healing trebuchet lady, as I'm sure you do too. Yeah. You have those two eights out there. Yeah. Scourge. Oh, good. My two eights are gone. Lay her down, heal, decoy, get her back, lay her lay down, down again, again, heal the other one. Or... You play a spy and you get two cards. You play your other spy and get two more cards. They lay a decoy down and play one of your spies. So then decoy, get that spy back. Whenever someone plays spies on me, decoy, immediately grab them and throw them right back into their hand. Can you decoy a legendary or no? You cannot. Okay. Unfortunately, you cannot. But I do have the spy now that is a one trebuchet guy. Which is... Uh, that's, um... What's his name, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's the dude with the monocle. Thaler. And I absolutely love it. But that is, like... It is so powerful. Like I said, I consistently get, like, over 140-plus points. Wow. And the most I've ever gotten was 181, and I'm pretty sure I took a picture of it. I mean, given your pride and your Gwent abilities, I can only assume. Because <laughs> you get pictures constantly of me destroying people with zero context. Yeah, and then I'm just going to be like, oh, Chris is playing Gwent again. I assume he's been doing this for the last four hours. Hey, listen, I take a brief break from the story and just happen to get a million points. It's not my fault I have the best strategy. The thing is, there's no other way to win that tournament. That's like the ultimate strategy. And the thing is, I didn't come up with this on my own. I freaking looked it up 
because I kept getting annihilated and I was like, what am I doing wrong? Because I, I was unbeatable until I got to the tournament. And then I'm like, I might as well be a child. (laughs) Well, that's good to know then, because I'm sure I would have gotten crushed just as badly, if not worse. And once you beat the first guy, then it's like, okay, well now I've saved and now I have to get through this. Yeah. Admittedly, after the first two, I won first time every round. I don't know if I just ended up getting lucky or what, but after the first and the second round, you then fight somebody and then it immediately goes into the final round and you don't even get to save. So you have to beat two people at once. Luckily, I was able to beat both of them with my killer deck <laughs> and online strategy. Thank you, whoever it was who gave who, who posted that strategy that Chris used. I'll look it up and bring it up next time. <laughs> but anyway, on to Dandelion. Yeah, yeah, we got to we got to do that. So the dandelion quest starts out innocent enough. You, if that's not foreshadowing at all, dandelion says, hey man, I'm trying to make this cabaret for Priscilla. Well, he doesn't tell you that. Somebody else does, but he He says he wants to make this cabaret and like revamp the brothel he inherited and turn it into, basically it's the plot of, of the Moulin Rouge movie. (laughs) And so the first thing you do is immediately go s- trick some girl into giving you money. Which is hilarious because this is yet another of Dandelion's ex-girlfriends who happens to be very rich. And I would also like to point out, and I mentioned this in our Discord for any of those who were looking at that, I was using that sword we that he gives you. <laughs> right, so... So Dandelion's big plan, and I assume you probably asked, because I did too, uh, my Geralt was like, couldn't I just give you the money? Yeah, and he's like, no, you never give money between friends. It it makes the friendship bad or something. Yeah, and he's like, I got this, don't worry about it, I got this big plan, we're gonna... Basically, he wants you to stage a mugging so that he can swoop in and save her from you fake robbing her. Which is, just looking at Geralt... Being a witcher because you were the red bandit or crimson bandit or something. Butcher of Blaviken. No, for me, he was, oh, I was the oh, crimson. Oh, like what he actually calls himself in that quest. Yeah. Yeah. His actual like le- reputation is the butcher of Blaviken. Yes. Yeah. Well. So first you have to go borrow a prop sword from the theater group. And you equip it. Yeah. I had been using that sword for so long the entirety of the rest of this quest and the entirety of quests beyond that well into Skellige after my eventual reunition with Yennefer I I was using this sword that he specifically gave me to annihilate and here's the thing I had zero problems killing people. Oh, I noticed it earlier than that, but like, and that's the only reason I knew how to respond to you because I had also done the same thing. I just didn't go as far. But what I did do, not to skip too far ahead, but in Skellige, there's a bit where you have to dress up in fancy clothes again to go to like court. 
completely forgot about that and was like, why the heck is everything just annihilating my health in one hit? I was still wearing my zero defense fancy clothes like three hours later. I'm again, I'm I'm so proud of you, Andrew, for also dressing up for Yennefer. But that is for another day. Yes. But I just had to mention that, that I made a similar mistake. It's just I used that sword to murder people. I was in a quest and I'm like. Drowners are like almost killing me. Like, what is going on? Is everything just suddenly super powerful? And then I eventually realized it's literally because my armor is zero. I still haven't upgraded my. I keep forgetting to go to the point screen and spend any of my points. I last I looked, I had fifteen. Oh my god! I keep forgetting about it. I haven't needed them at all. I'm on, like, tier three in everything at this point. Oh, well, I just annihilate everything. I I don't even know that I need them either. I'm just like, that's how far you could be down your skill trees. I don't know what to tell you, man. Wow. So, anyway, so back to the Dandelion quest. So, this works. But you don't find out about that until later, because he syncs back up with you in the morning. Yeah. Because he had to spend some time winning her over and convincing her to do this. And he doesn't go into details, but we can probably guess. Except you find out later that nothing happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it sure implies that something happened until that point. Oh, yeah. It really makes... Because Geralt, when it gets to that point, he's like, wait, you didn't sleep with her? And he's like, what? What? I am a businessman, sir. And I love Priscilla. I'm like, oh, okay, dude. I mean, good for you. I get it. You know, everyone keeps getting mad at me for being celibate uh, until I meet Yennefer again, but that's fine. Whatever. You do you, man. So once you do that, you continue your development of his new cabaret. Uh, You have to go convince the lover of the woman that he wants to hire to be the dancing coach, basically. Yes. And he's upset because he thinks it's a brothel and he's like, I'm not going to have you, you know, horn yourself around or whatever. And she's like, first of all, I'm going to do whatever I want. Second of all, that's not what this is. How did the conversation go for you? Um, I let Dandelion do the persuasion and basically just can't say, let him finish because I was like, I, I feel like he needs to make this pitch, not me. That is exactly what I did because I felt like if I beat this guy up, no one's going to want that. Yeah. But before you even do that, you show up at the cabaret the next day. Priscilla's there. Dandelion's nowhere to be found because it turns out he's doing this instead. And the dwarves are there. The dwarves are there. So I'd like to hear how the conversation went for you. What did you choose the, the wrong one to be? <laughs> so you went with um uh what was it? The brothel painting? Not the, oh no 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 not the No, it wasn't the painting. It was like the color scheme or whatever yeah. that I got wrong. I can't remember what it was called. It was like brothel or something. I, it wasn't that. It was like burlesque. Burlesque. Yes, I went with that one. I let Priscilla choose and I said, "Hey, 
Priscilla, this apparently has all been for you. You would know a little bit better. And she goes, um, you know, I think theater style would make the most sense for a cabaret. Which turns out is the right one. Yeah. And yeah, because Danny Land's like, I mean, it's okay. It's not quite what I had in mind. And I'm like, <laughs> so Danny Lyon gets there. And he goes, oh, this is great. This is really cool. He was like, thanks, Geralt. I really appreciate that. And Geralt, my Geralt, immediately goes, uh, give her all the thanks. I told her to pick. And he's like, impeccable taste. Not surprised at all. <laughs> I, I I do really like that, like, legitimately, you know, it's not a matter of he's just like, whatever. He, he legitimately seems like he's trying to base his life around Priscilla. Like, good for him. He he's taking it very seriously. Well, that's great because what happened next is horrible. Right. I was trying to have a little positivity before we got into the terrible stuff. This is truly horrible because they're about to have a show, but it turns out Priscilla's been attacked by a serial killer. And it's real bad. Like real bad. Her throat's burned, she probably won't ever be able to sing again, and she was beaten. Yeah, it's, it is absolutely the sort of thing. It's like her life as she knew it is basically over because her career is ruined. To Dandelion's credit, he's like, hesitate. Geralt, kill this man. And, and I'm, obviously I'm taking care of her, but Geralt, I'm asking you, kill him. Yeah. To which I said. You didn't even need to ask. Absolutely. I was already going to murder him, but now that you're asking me, ooh, I'm going to super murder this dude. But again, uh, to Dandelion's credit, just illustrating that he really, truly did love Priscilla and it wasn't just some kind of infatuation, even knowing that she's never going to be as physically attractive or be able to have the beautiful singing voice, he doesn't even hesitate for a second. He's immediately like, no, I'm taking care of her. We'll get through it. Exactly. And then you're standing there and you're kind of talking to the doctor and he's telling you like, it's not good. It's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not, I'm not going to say this in front of her. Cause they kind of step you guys aside and he's like, but it's really not good. And she's probably never going to be the same. And you're right. His reaction is like, doesn't matter. I love her. Do whatever it takes. Do what you can. But Geralt, I'm asking you, yeah. please do this. So then he, he, cause Danny Lyon had kind of pulled you aside and the doctor just happened to be listening. And he's like, this isn't the first time this has happened in this way. I'm going to help. This is the first time that someone has survived. I will do whatever I can to help. And I tried to talk him out of it repeatedly. And he was basically like, no, trust me. I can take care of myself, and I'm coming. I did, too. He really can take care of himself, yeah. because you talked to Nathaniel, and it turns out he was straight up attacking people with scalpels, but his past aside... Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, you... that That's rewinding, or that's fast-forwarding a bit, but he basically takes you to the morgue, because you do some research and you get about as far as you can until it's like, I got to see this for myself. Yeah. He and takes you underneath the sewers to get to the morgue because surprise, surprise, there's a 
witch hunter guy there who like refuses help from anybody and basically says is is, is keeping all of this under wraps to begin with yeah and so you and it's like you're ordering people to immediately burn the bodies and so you get to super suspicious <laughs> the oh yeah mega suspicious at this point i'm like is it that dude yeah like even before we've got a suspect i'm immediately like it's probably that guy because he's acting incredibly suspicious so we get so before we even meet him you go underneath the sewers you eventually get to the part where you do the autopsy when i did the autopsy the doctor who came with he it was some kind of bug. He had an arrow sticking through his arm or like through his hand the entire time. And he's like doing surgery and it's just like sticking out. And it was like the funniest thing. The same thing happened to me. The exact same thing. And I have video of it and I'm so happy. I'm going to see if I can like, figure out how to gif it and put it, it on our it discord. It should or something. be such a somber thing. Cause like, it's just really serious. There's a serial killer and stuff. Like, and I can't stop laughing at this. Well, then there's me going, <laughs> doctor, let's look at his genitals. <laughs> and the doctor's like, is this really necessary? And I'm like, it totally is. Let's take a look at them genitals. And he's like, Oh, syphilis. And I was like, sweet. Okay. On to the rest of them. And he's like, he's like, Syphilis, not at all relevant, just like I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the real mortician shows up. and Who is connected to the doctor. It, it, who's basically the one... Uh, uh, essentially, they went to school with one another. Yes. And at one point, the doctor that you... It, it just helped you the first time was apparent, apparently attacked this dude with a scalpel. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, he just has a massive temper. Probably why he's not a mortician for the state anymore. Yeah. But this dude seems very somber, seems just like a regular old... He takes his job very seriously. He's just a regular old more worker, and of course he's ticked. Because then immediately su su super, super suspicious, suspicious guy, guy number him. one shows yeah. up. And starts yelling about, why are these people in the morgue? But, Which, I mean, to be fair, is a valid question. Why are these people in the morgue is probably a decent question. Yeah. I can't fault him for that. Well, he should also notice that in the narrative of this game, my Geralt went through and looted everything. So not only is Geralt standing there with like a Santa Claus-sized stack of goodies, this dude's like... Is he here with all of the stuff that used to be sitting right over there? Geralt is basically a murder hobo. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe him at this point. I mean, yeah. He just got like his big old sack of stuff and he picks up everything he can that might be worth something and murders everything. So he's a Dungeons and Dragons party member, basically, is where I'm going with this. Well, yeah. Because almost every Dungeons and Dragons party is composed entirely of murder hobos. So you do happen to get a clue. I think this is where you find out the next victim's name. Yeah, also, you you find out that um, what the burns were embalming fluid. Yes. 
I believe you also get that in the morning. Formaldehyde. Yeah. And then, so it, it is. So then, at that point, you can pretty well establish it is someone with some connection to the morgue, a morgue of some sort, right? And likely this one because it's not like they're going to be able to bring. Here's my giant crate of formaldehyde from three cities. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's already things are suspicious. And when that guy told me, however, when that guy said something about the giant gashes, I'm kind of like. Really hope Dandelion's still there because now I'm starting to get suspicious of the original doctor. Especially if he has a huge temper. Maybe he's like a big proponent of the church and Priscilla was about to speak out against it in their latest thing. That's why she was attacked. And and it is clear that whoever is doing it is a very big proponent of the church because they're all basically talking about all the victims are sinners. and But you find out that this... That the the murderer, the serial killer, is leaving paper behind with the names of the next victim. Mm-hmm. And so then you immediately go to the next victim, which you find out is the lady whose son you helped escape. It's Vinglebud. It's her mother. Yes. So I'm immediately sprinting to the Vagelbug residence. Yes. And you get there just a little too late. I don't know about just a little too late because he clearly had a lot of time to work. Well, but in the sense of like, he literally escapes like as you're coming in. And bumbling idiotic guards. Stop. Stop Geralt instead of the actual murderer. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cool. I super appreciate that. So she, her daughter immediately comes out and she goes, you idiots, this is Geralt, are you kidding me? Go, do your thing. They come in and they're like, we caught him. And yeah, she's like, oh my God. I hate all of you. Do you have any idea who this is? Geralt, please go catch this guy right now. And then you get the name and location of where the next victim will be, which has never happened before. Before, it's only been a name. Yeah. So you get, basically, you go back to that. um, And as we're summing this up, I am coming to a terrible realization that I think I messed this up. I think you did, too. And of all of the quests to mess up, Oh no. So let because, me yeah, the note. let me have you Oh god. Let me have you tell the story from here. Cuz I want to see what you did. I don't want to because I know I'm wrong now. Oh god. Okay, so the next person in the note is a courtesan basically um yeah and she's at the 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 main like brothel in town i can't remember not the the really nice one it was the other one, like the cheap one yeah Yeah, it was the other it was the cheaper one um pretty i think her name was pretty sally or sally something or other um so you go there and nathaniel the, the 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 super suspicious priest guy is there yeah his name was nathaniel and he's there 
and he's doing really unfortunate stuff to her. And she's freaking out. And I killed him, and I realize now that was totally a setup. It was a setup. And I screwed it up. And now, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I saved the, I saved Anna or whatever her name was, and went back and told Dandelion that it was taken care of, and... I I'm really worried Priscilla's gonna get finished off at some point now. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh no, because later, and somehow I didn't even put two to two together on this because I found another serial killer note later, and I thought it was just one I had missed somehow during the quest. I am still finding them all over the place. Okay, so maybe that isn't okay. I am still finding them all over the place, though. I don't know if that's a bug or not. Okay, because I was getting that, and I'm like, oh, God. Like, it it, it didn't even register, because like it said, before now, literally before we started having this conversation, and I just put two and two together about the note, I was like, these must just be, one, like, oh, yeah, like a bug, or ones I missed, or whatever, and now I'm like, oh, God, it's I, I didn't get the right guy. You didn't, because oh, it God. wasn't Nathaniel. Because in that fight, right before you attack... And I killed him, too. I, I did kill him and saved her. But the very f- there are several options, and this is a time decision. You basically get the option to immediately attack him, um, basically spare him, or you get the, a sarcastic option, which is not going to do the coals or something this time, because I'm not going to go into detail of what he was doing, but he did something with coals because... I, I don't. Wanna, it was real, like just horrendous. The number of things he was doing to these people was horrible, and it was all in the name of the Church of Fire. So Nathaniel is about to poke her with a poker, so you're very clearly led to believe that it is him. Yeah. You ask. I did the sarcastic option because typical Geralt, of course he would, and he immediately goes, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And then your next options are, I don't believe you, or, yo, you left the name and place on the note, like, did you not think I was going to find you? To which I did that one, and he goes, dude, what are you talking about? What, like, just leave so I can get back to my thing. I have no idea what you're saying. And Geralt's like... I was led here to believe that you were the one murdering these people. And he goes, whoa, take a step back. I am not doing this. I have not killed any of those people because Geralt immediately mentions Vagabond and he immediately mentions the other person who recently died. And he goes, I didn't even know they were dead yet. I think you have the wrong person here, dude. This was not me. And he goes, there's only one other person that knows I'm here. Oh, dude, you, it's the morgue operator. He's, you gotta go get him. He is literally in the warehouse right now, picking up more formaldehyde. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for the information. By the way, you gotta let her go. 
not leaving here until you do. And he's like, um, I paid for what I'm going to get. And I'm like, cool. Slice, slice, slice. Okay. Save her. Now, listen, you're good. You know, great stuff. You're having a good, sorry about all this. I got to go. So I immediately run out there to the warehouse and uh, I feel like the more you talk, the more I'm like, oh, God, the morgue operator is there, not the helpful one. The one that was friends with Nathaniel, the the, the, the one, one who was doing worked. all the operations, all of them. So the one who was burning the bodies immediately and doing a haphazard autopsy. It was him. Turns out he's a vampire, but a huge proponent of the Church of the Eternal Fire. He's like going into scripture and everything. He is like the religious zealot to which Geralt's like, dude, you're a vampire. What? He goes, yeah, doesn't really matter. I believe everything that they stand for. And it was a hard fight. Oh, my God. It is probably one of it's probably one of the hardest bosses I've had for a while. But I know the reason why. Because you have like 15 points you haven't spent. No, I was still using that sword. (laughs) But it was only a steel sword. You would have been using silver against him, right? You're right, but I was actually using my weaker steel silver sword because I had apparently unequipped everything. And like I said, I have duplicates. One of them was like level three and one of them was level 13. I had messed up a lot. Apparently. But it was it was a hard fight. But yeah, I killed him and then went back to Dandelion and was like, dude, this is him. And I'm sitting here like, Andrew... How many, like, murder people are you going to let go? Yeah, between that and the ghost, like, I'm I'm doing bad. I mean, I let some demon creature out, but at least I saved some kids. You're letting this person who attacked Priscilla, one of your best friends at this point, go. I didn't meet the, I didn't even... <laughs> this is what you get for jumping into murder. And usually I don't. I was just, like, worried about the girl. Yep, I did the sarcastic option, and he immediately was like, what are you talking about? And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean, what are you talking about? You just killed Vagalbond. You killed all these people. And he's like, oh, let's take a step back there, Witcher. That was not me. And he goes, oh, God, I was clearly set up, but the only person that knows I'm here is that dude. And he's like, as he's coming to the realization, he like sits down and kind of drops the poker. And I'm like, guess it's that type of day for everybody. And I specifically remember texting you and I'm like, hey, man, did you just uh, kill that dude? And you're like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. What you said, because it's been sitting in the back of my head for a while. So I remember what you said. It was. Hey, did you get the right guy? 
And I'm like, I thought I did, but the fact that you even asked this question makes me pretty convinced that maybe I didn't. <laughs> hey, did you kill the right guy for that quest? I'm like, well, first of all, Chris, I don't know who else you're killing because there was only one dude that you could kill. I'm like, well, I guess we'll talk about this on mic because uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Sorry to say. It's just me like sitting there in the back of my head and like, oh, God. My girl's just really bad at this. He really is. He's such a bad witcher. You know, it, it's you've got all this triss in you. She jumps straight to torture. You strump, you you jump straight to murder. You just got to get this triss out of your system, man. Like I'm legitimately really worried about this one coming back now. That sucks. Because that would be like horrible. I imagine you're going to immediately go home and be like, uh, uh, Danny Lyon, how's Priscilla? Is she doing good, man? Like, what's going on? Is everything good? I'm really about to look it up and be like, uh, are there consequences? Hopefully there aren't any. If there are, I'm going to, like, be devastated. Because I'm assuming this dude would probably move on at that point. I, I hope. Uh, well, I mean, I, I I don't know what I hope. My thought process is that he would move on to another city and do the same thing there. But Geralt, does, does that because make... if the new, if the old medic saw these killings were happening again, he would immediately contact Geralt. Wait, go 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 back though for a second. Is that doctor also a vampire? In the conversation that you have with the mortician, where you find out about getting stabbed or whatever. He was talking about how that... Uh, he, now, granted, he could have just been lying, and as a vampire, maybe he was, and now it explains why he would be getting stabbed. Yeah. But, although obviously the doctor wouldn't have known that, or he would have opened up this conversation with, hey, there's a vampire here. But It's very possible that that dude was just lying to you to get to your suspicions to him. It's possible, because, like, but the thing that I remember is he was talking about that doctor was like a professor when he was a student. So if that part was actually true, that dude's super old. Yeah, either that or it just doesn't take that long to be a mortician. Uh, I guess, yeah. Because he was immediately thrown out after the whole student thing. And that dude was talking about how he basically became a morgue immediately after. Because Geralt even, I, I think, remember, I, I think I remember going like, um, didn't you want to do something else? And he's like, this fit exactly what I needed. And now I totally get it. Makes yeah. a lot more sense in hindsight. Oh, God. Smaller town. It's not, though, because that's like the biggest town. In well, a, a small enough town that, like, no one's really going to question any of this. Because the people that are dying are only people who's questioning the church, and the church has so much power. So you're right, it's the biggest town, but it's because the town has so much church presence yeah. that you can basically just get away with whatever he wants, because no one really cares about people. also all the people who are dying are just not people that anybody cares about. Uh, at first. As is frequently the case with serial killers. At, at first, because it was all like street urchins and yeah. courtesans and Up stuff until like that. Priscilla, basically. So... Oh, God, what a horrible note to end this episode on. Well, we don't have to end that episode here. Well, what are your expectations for next week? Because I really don't even know. I don't even know that I have the energy to continue after this realization. Well, my expectations 
are bountiful because we'll talk about my journey next time. But my expectations are Yennefer content. So much Yennefer content. I'm so excited. I know that your excitement level is not very high. I have no excitement right now because I'm terrified that this guy is going to murder people I care about now. Well, I understand that, but Andrew, can't you just be a little happy for me because I'm finally being yes. reunited with my Fantastic. Love. Good job. <laughs> Go team venture. So what are your expectations? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. My expectations are that your Priscilla dies. Yeah, that's kind of my expectation. And that Dandelion goes into a depression. Hey, at least we know Dandelion doesn't die because he narrates this game too. Yeah, but he's probably, oh God. Going to go into a depression, quit his job. But you're right. At least I know that much. (laughs) (sighs) At least you know Dandelion makes it. You know, I have noticed that Priscilla never showed up in any one of these narrations. It seems odd, especially since this is... You know, in the future. I hate you so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yes, I'm expecting we'll get to spend time with Yennefer, which awesome. Like, Hey, on a good note, Priscilla pulled through. She seemed to be doing better at the end of the quest when you're telling them about how you killed everybody. Yeah. She was able to get a couple words out, so there's that. Yeah. Hooray. For now. I hate you so much. Do you know, or are you just messing with me? I truly don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to find out, and next time we'll discuss <laughs> if there's anything. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. <sighs> you can, as always, you can find us on Twitter at VideoGamesC2C, or... Email us at videogamescover to cover at gmail.com. I'm actually struggling to remember the words right now because I'm so depressed. This isn't, I'm not faking it. I'm literally struggling right now. Um, or you can join us on our Discord, which we do have pinned as our on our Twitter feed. Uh, but please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, tell me that I'm a horrible witcher because I believe it at this point. And hey, if you like the episodes, we would love it if you'd you'd be able to take some time and and give us a review or write us a quick comment on on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, your your listening device of choice. And uh, new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, I love Yennefer. Yennefer.